Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast. We're here on the SummerSlam Fallout episode of the show. And because it's a special show, I have a very special guest, very near and dear to my heart, is my father, Richard Black. Hey, how are you, brother? Oh, no, son. (laughs) (laughs) Visiting all the way from the home of Mick Foley and Zack Ryder, Long Island, New York. That's right. Yeah. And McDonald's. And McDonald's. There are a lot of McDonald's. There's a lot of McDonald's. There are a lot of McDonald's. Lot of McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts. You don't have any Dunkin' Donuts out here. We, we yeah, there's a couple. They just opened one up in uh, Atwater Village. <laughs> I don't but know. We have, Mar- every don't cor- we have competing Dunkin' Donuts on every corner. Yeah. there's New York is chock full of, well, isn't that, chock full of, of Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> you, are you in L.A.? Are you missing the Dunkin' Donuts? I'm a missing it. Yes. I just got you a Stumptown coffee. That's like the expensive coffee. I'm telling you, this is a UCB special. Yeah, you don't like it as much as a, as a nice, cheap dollar fifty Duncan. No, it's better than Dunk. Duncan's not good. It's just convenient. All right, but you I feel like you miss it. You've mentioned Duncan like ten times on this trip. That's uh, true. Well, I miss <laughs> it. You know, it's convenient <laughs> crap. Yeah. Speaking of convenient crap, let's get into professional wrestling. There so you we, go. <laughs> we watched. We. We watched, uh, wow, so my, <laughs> let's give some context here. My parents are visiting this week. They told me, hey, if we come, if we, uh, my mom calls me, she's like, Daniel, um, me and your father, we're coming to visit around my birthday, uh, August 20, around August 20th to August, you know, 26th or whatever. I look at my schedule, and I'm like, hey, that sounds good. Yeah, come that time. Not realizing that that's SummerSlam weekend, which now means that SummerSlam, you got SummerSlam. That means you got now NXT TakeOver on Saturday. SummerSlam's on Sunday. Then there was also the UFC fight, Conor McGregor fight on Saturday. Uh, then Monday, I got Raw. Tuesday, I got SmackDown. Wednesday, got Cruiserweight Classic. I'm, my parents go to sleep. I'm sitting there watching it on my iPad, trying to stay up, drinking coffee to consume all of this wrestling for you, for the fans, for the cow, the cowboys and girls. Comedians of wrestling, I call them cowboys and cowgirls because of cow, the comedians of wrestling. Oh, you're B.I. Ho? <laughs> yeah, you're B.I. So, yeah, so my parents are here, and I'm trying to sneak in watching wrestling, and there's so much has happened. So my dad, like, since the Attitude Era, you'll watch wrestling with me, even though you don't like wrestling that much. How I do you li- feel about professional wrestling? I like the uh, theatrics. That's my favorite part. The me fighting, too. the you know, the silly stuff. The wrestling is, uh, if it's a, actually the matches this weekend were very good to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So, wait. So okay. So wrestling has been. So we watched a lot. You you. So let's let's get it before we get into SummerSlam. Though, let's get into. You watched wrestling as a kid, right? I did. What? Bruno San Martino. Yeah. Anytime we turn on professional wrestling, you mentioned Bruno San Martino. You got the rock on the screen, you go, hey, he's no Bruno San Martino. You got Brock Lesnar on the screen, he's no Bruno San Martino. What's your relationship with Bruno San Martino? Well, I used to go to uh, the uh, Island Garden Arena in Long Island. Yeah. And uh, as a kid, and uh, see, Bruno San Martino, he was, the ma- he was the man, he was it. He was your rock. He was, you know... Is he as good as The Rock? He'd fight Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah. Uh, that was the big match. Those were the big villains. 
Yeah. And Gorilla Monsoon would talk, talk <laughs> until he retired and he'd say, Hello, this is Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Blue Moon. But, uh, I, you know, I took my first pictures. As, you know, as a because you're a photographer, so you said you got into photography because of professional wrestling. You've told, said it to me before. I, those those were the first pictures. Basically, I took. They were like, I think they were Polaroid. Well, the pictures were like Polaroidish. They were black and white, right? Of Bruno San Martino, uh, Bruno and, San, and Apollo, and Haystacks Calhoun, and all those guys. Oh, you dig it deep. Yeah, well, those are the ones I remember, but there were much more. Do you think that you know you know a lot of a lot of um I don't know people of a certain generation love to be like all right my generation is the best my generation of this is the best my generation is wrestling do you think your generation of wrestling is better than what's happening now Absolutely not No it's, it's much better now Yeah yeah yeah, yeah oh, come yeah. on yeah, right. oh, come on you can't compare that was it was but everything was like that. No I know it's way better now it's, but that's why like I I get excited to show it to you because so what we so we watched during the Attitude Era, which is the rock stone cold time. When when I was in high school, I was watching Raw and you'd come and watch it with me. And even then you always had this attitude like, ah, it's stupid, but then you don't leave the room. You know what I mean? You you go like, I don't yeah, this is dumb. And then you but but you stick around and then the rock would come on and I'd see you get excited for the rock. The rock changed it. Right. I think he changed it for a lot of people and that's you know, looking, I mean, I'm not a wrestling nut like you now, but looking at it, when he came into the scene, it changed. It, uh, the interest level was unbelievable. Even your mother was going, she loved The Rock. He was right. handsome and charismatic. And and you, you still know. love The Rock. You, you guys oh, yeah, watch San yeah. Andreas just for The Rock. That's right? Well, he's, a, he's he can do anything, that man. Yeah. He, he can do anything. But when he left basically left wrestling took a dive and i thought yeah. it was i thought it was over actually i didn't i'm not you know i'm on the outside looking i thought it was over and it did have a dip it and definitely it, did it had the ruthless aggression era and not only that i stopped watching also for a time i mean we take uh, most wrestling most wrestling fans take you know they get going lulls but definitely after the rock left and then stone cold it was like it was it, it was like oh, okay why what am I gonna watch you know but wrestling sim takes you know it takes it takes those dives but then now I've kind of pushed you back into watching it not well, regularly yeah. but when we see each yeah, other well there's new you know that's that's life that that right. you know there's new people that take place of old people I mean yeah there are people that I you know even comedians that I grew up that I loved that yeah you don't even know who they are I know all they are Rodney Dangerfield. Well, yeah, those kinds of people—they're—they're yeah. they're done. But yeah. but some people don't know who they were, and these were giants, right? So that's the way of life. That is in the way everything, of life. right? The but next so, generation comes in, you embrace it. It's cool. It is cool. But so you're watching now. What's your feeling when you're watching the current wrestling product? As somebody who watched when Bruno San Martino days, who came to actually, you also took me in 1991 to Nassau Coliseum. We watched. The, my first wrestling memory, conscious memory, is sitting like in the last row at Nassau Coliseum, which is now being demolished, right? And uh, uh, they're doing it over. Yeah, they're doing it over. But uh, uh, was watching Undertaker zip Ultimate Warrior into the body bag, 
with Paul Bearer there, and I was taking pictures. You gave me the th- disposable camera, and I sat there waiting for you to get them developed, and you had the store at the time. And you got the you would develop from me fast. Like I got the pictures fast, and then other people would get pictures developed. Did you get those pictures? I d- eventually I got. Do them. you have them? I have. Th- they're in my drawer in the house you used to live in, my childhood house. The first drawer in my be- bedroom. <laughs> There's a little photo album, a brown photo album, and it has it. It's got hacksaw Jim Duggan versus some guy in a mask, some jobber in a mask. It's got, and then it has a battle royale. I googled it recently to figure out what that event was because I was like, it had a Royal Rumble in it. But it wasn't the Royal Rumble. It was like a live show where they did well, a they Rumble. Have, they have to develop that that marketing thing. Yeah. But Bushwhackers. Th- talking about the uh, the Undertaker. Yeah. Originally, what he was was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he would like rise from the dead after they beat him up. He doesn't yeah. do that anymore. He's just like one of the guys almost. Yeah. Well, right? he kind of went back to. You haven't seen him recently, but he kind of went back to being a little bit of. Like a sorcerer, but uh, nobody but, but, would like he would bury his yeah. his victim in a casket, literally, literally bury his victim. Yeah, he would, and he had that little man Paul Barra who was yeah, he passed away. <laughs> yeah, he was great. <laughs> he was you know you had that was great too. Yeah, that was very interesting. Oh, I was obsessed with the Ultimate Warrior at that time. You were. He was you so were. cool. That was your thing. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, Ultimate Warrior. Uh, so so we watched then. You watched as a kid, then you in like the '90s when I was a kid. You were watching with me, and then Attitude. Are you watching now? You watch the current product, and had and had, and you said you you enjoy the wrestling, or you it's way better. You said everything's better. I think they even wrestle better. They do. I think they're. I think they're in better shape. I think the old guys were just big tubs. Yeah, who got in and smacked each other, and yeah. and everybody. Oh, let's see who gets hurt, and then they'd have the phony blood, and that, and everybody. I don't think they cut themselves like they. Yeah. Well, because now we're in this era. Because it's interesting you say that. Because now we're in this era called like the new era, and where independent wrestling is taking over. It's 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 bleeding into the WWE product, which was normally a b- style of getting a bodybuilder, teaching him how to wrestle, and who cares if he's good? It's all about it looking good, and then they teach him how to get on the microphone. But now you have guys who are just like independent wrestlers, like guys like you know, like UCB guys almost, who are like doing performing at the UCB theater, and then they're they're th- those are the guys who are becoming the main guys. And some of them are smaller; they're not jacked up, and the wrestling is really good. So that's why I'm interested in your view. I well, you know. truly have a minor league now. Right. Which is very interesting. Yeah. You turned me on. I didn't even know about that. The NXT. NXT. Yeah. That was extremely interesting how they have their own developmental leagues, so to speak, to actually train wrestlers. What you told me, they, they... it's mainly in Florida now. Yeah, well, they opened up a big the WWE Performance Center at Full Sail University. I thought that was um, brilliant marketing. The yeah. only the only thing I don't like. Uh oh. What did it, we're about to shoot? No. no, I I don't like that the WWE. I guess that's the McMahon Empire has bought up all those other wrestling, uh, like WCW. Yeah, which was so interesting. And ECW. And remember, ECW, you ECW. still do the Simon Diamond. You do that sometimes. See, you're affected by wrestling, where you hold your chin, and you hold your elbow, and then you open your mouth, and you go, yeah. Well, they had fun stuff, yeah. because they had nothing to lose. Yeah. Right? When you're, when you're the, the underdog, so to speak, you have nothing to lose. Yeah. So you can do anything. What are you going to, you know... If you do that, you know, during WWE with all that money on the line, right. and you act that way, 
it might affect your product, but when you're the underdog, people kind of like relate to that. Yeah, I mean, there's some cool competition stuff now, but they're nowhere near the size of WCW. Where Ted Turner like threw his money into wrestling. He's like, I'm getting into wrestling, and he like bought Hulk Hogan and he bought Bret Hart and he bought all these wrestlers. Anyway, yeah. So let's make sure we get let's get into SummerSlam. So you watched. A lot of SummerSlam with me, and I for, I forced you to watch NXT TakeOver with me. That was what we watched Saturday night before the UFC and fight. And surprisingly entertaining. The NXT show? Yes. Yeah. You dug it. I dug it. I just kind of thought that they were, like, truly minor leagues. I mean, those yeah. guys were kind of undersized compared yeah. to the majors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to, well, everybody's undersized compared to that Lesnar guy. Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. Yeah. Mean, that's At Shinsuke Nakamura, he won the title. Yeah, that guy is takeover. like, uh, you, you could sneeze. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Screw it up there. Yeah. Uh, you could sneeze and the guy will fall down. He's a little guy. <laughs> I mean, he's the champion. That's not very believable. But, yeah. but you know. <laughs> well, you think about the cha- him versus Brock Lesnar. What would that look like? Oh, that would It's be. happened, actually. Has it? It happened in a, in a Hawaii show. But I haven't seen it. And the guy's alive. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, so let's get it. Let's get it. Brock Lesnar. Let's get into SummerSlam. Let's talk about the biggest thing that happened, which is Brock Lesnar just cracked open Randy Orton. They had this match where, I mean, I, I, I when I, I, all right, at first watch, I didn't realize that was real blood. Uh, and then I, and then I was, because I, I was like, oh, wow, that match ended weird. I, I wonder if Brock Lesnar knew it was real real blood. He did. Because he kept on hitting him. If he did, he's a creep. From what I'm reading, and it seems to be hazy, and I also never think that we truly know the truth, even though there's, like, the internet and dirt sheets and all kinds of spies on the inside of the product. It's Brock Lesnar, it sounds like it went pretty close to according to plan. Like, Brock Lesnar was supposed to old-fashioned give Randy Orton one punch to the head that opens him up. Like, he was... They didn't want a blade or anything, so they wanted they wanted him to ground a pound. Like Lesnar was supposed to take off his gloves and hit him in the head, but I don't think they expected him to bleed and open up the way he did. And Randy Orton's an older guy at this point for a wrestler, so he's got a lot of scar tissue in his head. So he opened up like fast. I mean, Zig, you should check it out. Like he starts bleeding all over the mat. That's like a lot of blood. It looked like a, like a quart of no, blood. But in all fairness, any any head wound. Which uh, bleeds yeah. like crazy, and it's not particularly dangerous. Yeah. So you, they, they, well, that's why they blame. People it should know that it's it. Uh, I had a car accident years ago, and I cut my forehead, and I bled like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you still see your scar on your head. Yeah, scar is one thing, but it's not. Your head is your skull is very strong. Yeah. So that is, but I just wonder. I mean, he kept on hitting him, guys down. You got the paramedics practically in there with the yeah. gloves. You get it. They're wearing gloves. Yeah, I know, I know. And he's smacking he, them, and they would go to fix him, and then yeah. he'd come back, and you know the paramedics didn't know what to do. It was yeah. Weird. It was really weird looking. Well, they didn't know how to end it because they're like, all right, well, this match is still going. All right, let's call it. I really, I mean, may, I think that was the finish. It was supposed to happen. A lot of people thought they threw Shane out there to give him an F5 just to end SummerSlam, but it was weird because. No, I think he came out. To try to get Lesnar to leave him alone. You th- see, okay, so you believe that, right? Yes, you I believe th- that. That is why wrestling is so awesome. However, right he did pick him up and do whatever he does and knock him out. I just, he I would have five. I've told you, I would have liked to see three or four wrestlers come and 
you know, whole less in the back. Yeah. But I think people are, I think other wrestlers are legitimately scared to get near him. His Brock Lesnar is like, he, 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 he like, he hits too hard. He forget the the rumor is he forgets he's on UFC or, or he's at, at the wrestling. He's doing both. So he's hitting these guys. I mean, Brock Lesnar is able, when wrestling feels real, it's the best, the best form of entertainment out there. That's what I believe. Even as a comedian, I think when wrestling is uh, gets there, it's amazing when it feels like a shoot and feels real. Uh, Brock Lesnar, I, I'm like not even sure. Like the fact that he, I watched him punch Randy Orton. There's a video in slow-mo with isolated audio. He cracks him. It sounds like, Derek Jeter hitting a home run. Like, it sounds like the ball hitting the bat. Uh, it's, I, I don't know how he, he's, he's crazy. So the match felt like it ended, pre, it ended pretty anticlimactic because it was like, all right, they ring the bell, he gave the F5, and it was like, oh, SummerSlam's over with no real, I mean, he's a definitive winner, but it was like, didn't feel like theatrically done. And it, like, I bet if I was sitting in the seats and I had friends who were there, it felt like, oh, this just kind of ended because you can't see it as much. But when you think back, that's a memorable moment. Brock Lesnar made a guy's head bleed open. A guy who people thought was going to win, and he decimated him. Now, the other interesting thing about wrestling is that Randy Orton walks away with his head cracked open. He lost, so it's like, oh, he's a loser. No, Randy Orton gained, like, so much respect. People think he's the man for letting Brock Lesnar pummel him like that. I don't know. Also, like, Brock Lesnar had those moments where Randy Orton's bleeding, they're tending to him. He comes and hits him. Again, and you're like, is he supposed to do that? It seems so unsafe. I think they'd be better off. I mean, I'm going to be controversial here. Yeah. I think they'd be better off without Brock Lesnar at this point. Wow. Why do you say that? Because he's so much better than all the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always say that to you. I said, who's going to beat that? Realistically, if it's real, who would beat him? Nobody. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, Paul Heyman, you know, you love Paul Heyman, right? Yeah. From ECW, you love him. And uh, Paul, Paul Heyman, he put it like this. He goes, yeah, yeah, Randy Orton, he's good. He's the best surfer at the beach. Brock Lesnar is a shark. <laughs> he's like, he's the best surfer at the beach. He rides all the waves. He can do everything. He's great. But uh, Brock Lesnar, he's going to eat you from inside the water. I don't know. Brock Lesnar is so interesting. I mean, they're going to be punishment on him. What what what? A, just watch him. I I feel bad for anyone who's not paying attention to Brock Lesnar. I think he's more important than the presidential race. He's more. You gotta see a guy like this. They come around once every. How often do you think there are any other people capable of what this guy's capable of that look like this? He's got everything. He wears every crown. He looks like that. He's actually super athletic. He's a real piece of shit in real life in a way where he has no regard for other people. Where he says it. He says it and he means it. I, 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 oh man! And he also he speaks well. Yeah, I mean he doesn't I even mean, have to speak. Uh, but no, but a lot of the, I would have thought like, oh, that guy can't speak. Right. He's just a he's just a drone. Right. But he speaks well. All right. So, so it means he. I, I hope Randy Orton's okay. Is all. <laughs> that's he'll that's he'll be fine. Right. That's just a a surf. You know, it just got to heal. A surfer, he got a shark bite. That's his, uh, he got a shark bite. All right, so all right, let's move on to uh, because we got for time. That so a big another controversy. I think the network was messing with the audio levels when we were watching of the crowd. I think they're starting to get really good at WB starting to get good at muting the crowd and like messing with their audio. Zig, you're an audio guy. How easy is it that to do that? Like if you're uh, miking up a crowd and just turn their mics off for the live audience. I think it's pretty easy. I am. Um, I've done that for some shows and stuff. Yeah, when they're booing. 
well, it's like there's nothing really happening, so like you try to make the stage sound bigger than the audience. The audience is silent, right? Because like so, the, so controversial. They brought up they they they, they unveiled the new. WWE Universal Title. So Richie, what happens? They sm- they split Raw and SmackDown. So there's gonna be titles on both. So you're saying the competition thing? WWE's plan for competition is to compete with themselves. They have two shows that rival each other, have separate belts. It's smart. You know what I mean? It's like when it's two smart. hotels compete with each other in Vegas, but they have the same parent company. It's smart, but they they blew it in a, in a sense. Right. I mean, the McMahon's bought the other companies and then combined them. He would have been better off to keep them. Then he'd have, yeah, exactly what you're. They're trying to create now. He already have it. Yeah, I agree. They did that for a little bit, but at this point, I do agree. It's like if, uh, if it's it's like, uh, it, it's more like if uh, I'm trying to think of a, an example of two. What are two competing businesses? It's like uh, if uh, Mac- whatever. If McDonald's bought Burger King and then they just turned Burger King into a McDonald's. Then you lose the fact that like well, they control the they have a monopoly over the uh, all the options. Well, didn't Walgreens buy Dwayne Reed? Dwayne Reed, yeah. But that's the L.A. people don't know what Dwayne Reed is. That's super uh, New York. Well, but one so one uh, drugstore buys the other drugstore, and they're both next to each other. Yeah, what is that? I don't know. What that that's kind of like what, if, what, they, like what Vince Donuts. McMahon did. That's what Vince McMahon's doing. What about if Starbucks bought Dunkin' Donuts and they turn it into Starbucks? How would you feel? They turn into red Starbucks. There's a red Starbucks, and then there's the blue Starbucks. Which one would you care? They serve the same exact product. No, <laughs> no, no, I, would, no, I wouldn't. Care. Well, the consumer doesn't give a crap. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, 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 so, so, so they unveiled this title. The crowd was booing this title because it's a red leather title. So you can look it up. The WWE Universal Title. You saw it. How do you feel about the way that title looks? Richie. I'm trying to think of a, uh, a politically correct term for it. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> it's pretty awful. What, what, what don't you like about it? You're an artistic guy. It's You're red. a photographer. It's all red. Yeah, what yeah. is that? Yeah, yeah, it should yeah. be gold. Shouldn't or silk. You know, it should be chromey. Yes. Should should glisten. Yeah. See, that's see, that's the thing. People are getting caught up on the fact that it's red, I think. Jason Shabiro mentioned something to me, friend of the show. Uh, he hey, Jason. Yeah, yeah, that's my dad. You know, uh, this is your second father, <laughs> Richie Black. Uh, so uh, he was like, oh, the the championships should have like a hunk of metal, a hunk of gold. I agree. It's all leather. So I don't care if the le- the red was an accent color. I could get past that. But instead it just comes off as only red leather. Well, the the red inside, maybe I could live with it, but not the red belt itself. Right. That should be black. Yeah, it was black. They changed it because now they have a red one, and then I guess the other one's staying black. But I don't know. Well, I guess the maybe that want the, the they have too many titles, too well, many it's, titles. It's you know, it's about money, so and it's about creating interest, and that's how you do it. But like I said, they had the interest already with the uh, WCW yeah. and all that, and they just Finn Balor wins the WWE Universal Title. Uh, Finn Balor is look. The verdict's out on Finn Balor. He came out, he won. This is, I've been saying for a long time, this is the way to de- debut Finn. He's long overdue to be brought up. He's a guy who's not young. He's very popular. He's a merch fiend. He's, like, full of merch. He's Donnie merch. And uh, uh, bring him up. He wins. I got no problem with him winning, even though I'm I've, on here. I'm not the biggest fan of Finn. I don't like him on the microphone. I like his gorgeous look. I, would, I said it at Club of Baby Seal to have his face and eyes. He's a gorgeous man. 
I uh, 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 and he's got a terrific physique, abs of steel, beautiful. Uh, but I don't like him on the mic. I don't like his wrestling moves. I don't think he's an exciting wrestler, especially compared to Seth Rollins. Richie, you felt similar watching Finn Balor. You don't, maybe not remember, but during the match, you were not sold on him that much. And the who guy who was who painted he wrestling? Up, the demon. Who did he be? He was wrestling Seth Rollins. Well, Seth Rollins is a cool, cool. a cool looking dude. Yeah, Seth. So right. he looks like a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. And if I was, if I had a photo, you know, photograph of a wrestler, it would be like a Seth Rollins. He's got the hair and the beard and yeah, the the, the length, you know, the height, yeah, and the built, a- and he's got. To me, that's like, yeah. So, so Seth Rollins. Uh, so now we get into something here. Uh, I agree. I mean, Seth Rollins is my favorite wrestler in the company. Like, I, I, he's amazing. You at WrestleMania 31, he interrupted the final match and he won. He had a contract that said he could, and he came in and he won the title. He's amazing. Anyway, so he he's uh, he you know they had that match. So Finn, I, I just I understand pushing Finn, push him to the moon. But Finn got injured during that match. During that match, we were talking during that match. Seth Rollins threw Finn against the wall. And now his shoulder is all messed up. He has a torn, torn labia. I don't know. It sounded like that. A lamento. He's got a torn lamento or something. <laughs> something I never heard of. Lamento. Yeah, he's got a torn lamento. And uh, remember what I said to you when I threw him against her? I said that's the stuff that hurts guys. And you said ah, it doesn't hurt. He threw him against padding. Well, no, I was talking about his neck. No, I didn't even see the arm. Yeah, the arm got hyperextended. Well, wasn't that weird? Basically, that's the injury. Probably is a hyperextension. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, because he put his shoulder over there, so now he had to rel- relinquish the title, uh, and he's no longer the champion on Raw. I don't think that's what they had in mind—that he would relinquish. I, it. I, I think. See, I look at it totally different. Uh-oh, I look at it. Take. No, yeah. Well, I think they have to like give people turns to be champions. Yeah, they do. But this is the new universal title. They made him the champ. He's hurt. That's like, what I told them. Seth Rollins would have a rematch, but now that's screwed up. Yeah, so now they set up on Raw that they're going to have a fatal four-way next week to determine who is the champion. And it's uh, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, and Big Cass. They should just give it to Rollins. Just give Rollins a title. He's the guy who needs to walk around looking the st- wearing the strap, especially for someone like the- my dad, the casual fan. We need a guy. It's a new title. It needs to be legitimate, especially if people don't like what the title looks like, even though Rollins defends it with amazing heel work. When he came out on Monday, and he goes, the beautiful-looking title. And then I even like his tweet where he just gave shit, even though it was serious. He tweeted out giving the Brooklyn crowd shit. He goes, I'm disappointed in you. It's about the men fighting for the title, not the title. That is so heel because he's one of the guys there. That's not being humble or not. He's being like, cheer me. Don't worry about what the title looks like. I'm great. It's so uh, He's such a heel off the – even when he's off the – you know, when he's not being Seth Rollins, when he's being uh, Cody Lopez. Uh, I, I like him. Kobe Lopez. I like that he gave the Brooklyn crowd shit because Uh-oh. I have no use for the Brooklyn crowd. Richie, the Long Islander. What's I'm wrong a Madison's MSG guy. Madison Square Garden. Brooklyn <laughs> does not exist to me. The teams don't exist. It's true. My childhood, we never went to Brooklyn ever. Maybe maybe never. Do you maybe know that never. Nobody, there's the, the, the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, yeah. right? There's the New York Knicks, right? 
the Brooklyn, they tried so hard to compete. Yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's all, we're all Knicks, Knicks, Knicks. We die, live and die Knicks. I love the Knicks. The Nobody Nets. cares about the I know, Brooklyn they have this team. cool black jerseys and no one cares. We like Nobody the Nobody nice cares. Old school John Starks, Patrick Even Ewing. when they were better than them. Now they're not better than them. Yeah. Nobody cares. So, <laughs> and, if they don't. Play, they don't have the match. Say it like a wrestler. Okay, say this. You're gonna be, say this mean like a wrestler, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, yeah, talk, cut a promo on I the don't Brooklyn care. Nets. That's the way it is, brother. It's MSG or nothing, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you something, dude. Oh, here he goes. We're going down to Brooklyn. And we're stomping you into the ground because MSG Midtown, 34th Street, 8th Avenue. That's where the best hot dogs are. That's where the best coffee is. You know how many Dunkin' Donuts they got in MSG? Anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. So, yeah, I think they should give that belt to Rollins. I feel bad for Finn. Seems to be all these NXT guys, they come up, they get injured right away. Well, and uh, I, So this brings up the next thing, which is, look. I'm the biggest Seth Rollins mark in the world. Anyone who listens to this podcast knows it. Seth Rollins has had three big injuries. He broke John Cena's nose with that knee. He ended Sting's career. He broke his neck with the same move that broke Finn Balor's shoulder. One was against a turnbuckle. One was against a guard wall. It, Bret Hart was vocal. I would never think about this stuff, but Bret Hart was vocal about Seth Rollins wrestling, saying that he's hurting too many guys. It's worth bringing up. I mean, he, he you know, now... I always look for a way to defend Seth Rollins, and my buddy Arlen brought up this awesome point, which is that, like, these other guys are too small. Seth Rollins is a big wrestler, and you want to be a heavyweight guy, you got to be able to take hits from a guy like Seth Rollins. Well, has he fought Brock Lesnar? He has. And? It hasn't gone well for him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I said, Brock Lesnar disappears, Seth Rollins is the rule. Yeah, Seth Rollins uh, Rollins and Brock Lesnar have a very... uh, they have a they have an interesting background of Seth Rollins basically running away from Brock Lesnar whenever he can. Uh, 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 yeah. Anyway, so that that well, well just to, in the interest of time, we have to move into the best match of SummerSlam, which was what match? Do you remember, Richie? The best match of SummerSlam. Well, I get what the uh, I don't know the Lesnar match. What do you John think? Cena versus oh, Cena AJ match. Styles? Oh, that was the best. That match, match was right. dope. That it was dope. And look, AJ Styles is being rewarded for being amazing. He's great on the microphone. And they did it. What we talked about in here, they gave him a clean win over Big John Cena. And the storytelling in that match was amazing. The moves were amazing. AJ Styles, man, there's so many wrestlers people love that are so over. And maybe we'll get into it today. I don't know. (laughs) Time feels like it's dwindling. But every time I go, like, there's a wrestler I don't like that everyone loves. I look at AJ Styles and I go, no, 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 I'm right. AJ Styles, that's good wrestling. It's Every wrestler needs to wrestle like him. He's amazing. He's amazing on the microphone. They had that awesome moment where John Cena put over, props to John Cena. He's another guy. Watch him. I've been saying it. Watch him. If you're not watching John Cena, I feel bad for you. He's not going to be here that much longer. He's amazing. He's an incredible wrestler. He gets over any other wrestler. He works his ass off. He looks amazing. He's the face that runs the place. John Cena's dope. Anyway, John Cena had that amazing moment where he gave AJ Styles like so many attitude adjustments, and AJ Styles was still kicking out. And John had that moment where he stood there perplexed, the camera on his face, and he's just like, 
I can't beat this guy. He's just like, this guy is awesome. And for John Cena to do that for AJ Styles is massive. To, I, it was awesome. It made it like, oh, wow. This, AJ Styles arrived at SummerSlam officially. AJ Styles is a top-tier wrestler in this company. He is one of their biggest talents, and I hope they recognize that and treat him as such. And it seems that they are. They let him beat John Cena clean. And now he's being rewarded with a title shot uh, against Dean Ambrose. And it's awesome. Richie, how would you feel about watching AJ Styles wrestle? Do you remember any of his stuff? He never quits. No. <laughs> Cena was, like, trying to kill him. And he never quits. And Cena had that look in his eyes. They zoomed in. Yeah. Good camera work, by the way. Yeah. Zoomed in on Cena and he's going, oh. Black. Yeah. And he, and he had that face, like. What do I got to do to beat this guy? What the heck? Yeah, the perplexed moment right. I wrote in my notes. Perplexed. Perplexed. That's a good one. Yeah. Perplexed. I mean, it's just watch that match. I thought it was so good. And AJ Styles does everything. He does springboard moves. He's, he's known as like a springboard wrestler. He does flips off the ropes. He also is strong as shit. He had a John Cena up on his shoulders. He's powerful. That Styles clash move, dope. Phenomenal forearm is like he looks like Michael Jordan in the air. I don't care what Enzo and Cass were opened up SummerSlam make me puke in a bucket as a New Yorker. They came out wearing the Yankees jersey, disgracing. The, oh, man, I know they're over. People like them, and maybe I'll come back around on them. I liked them in NXT. They came out. They were, like, doing mad libs of B.I.G. quotes. I mean, it was that was gross. That was bad writing. It was all cheap heat. I, I, I'm, man, I, I was disappointed in those guys, the way they opened SummerSlam. The writing has to be better than that. And also, I felt like the crowd, like, yeah, they popped for it a little bit, but they even, even then, the smarky uh, Brooklyn crowd felt through, uh, felt pandered to. It's all pandering. I was MSG, not a fan of it. MSG. Yeah. But they did MSG. a whole Michael Jordan bit. Don't forget, Enzo, forget the Michael Jordan pose, please. The Michael Jordan pose is the phenomenal forearm. Write that down. <laughs> the Michael Jordan pose is the phenomenal forearm. I'm gonna take a picture of that. We're gonna we're gonna make a logo, Zig. We're gonna make a logo of AJ Styles in the phenomenal forearm pose as that, and we're gonna make a shoe line. We're gonna make gloves. We're gonna make all all the gear, and we're gonna merch out to AJ Styles. I gotta purchase an AJ Styles shirt. ASAP, Dad. You you want to buy me one? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, what else happened in SummerSlam? We're getting into. Well, all right, so what did you think of the female match, Sasha versus Charlotte? Actually, it was quite good. I, I, interesting, I traditionally don't like the girl wrestlers yeah. because they don't really wrestle. Yeah, they, ha- they didn't. And they have, uh, they have upped the game, these girls. Yeah. And they- there's no reason not to because American girls dominate the world, so it's logical. It's going right. to happen. USA, baby. Well, those girls, you know, those are tremendous. Well, imagine if you get some of those. Uh, All right. Imagine if you get some of those uh, uh, gymnasts that have won the gold. Yeah. They become wrestlers. That'd be awesome. I mean, they're, you know, or the swimmer, they're, they're animals. Yeah. They're, they're, they could. Well, Ronda Rousey, is, she'll be a wrestler at some point. No question. Yeah, she loves, she loves it. Yeah, she sits front row at WrestleMania and stuff. She, she'll definitely wrestle. She'll do it. Out. She can take a hit for a little bit. Yeah, she's awesome. And she, and she did a spot in WrestleMania 31. All right. Let's talk about this Charlotte Sasha match. 
I watched it and I really liked it. Uh, I thought it was. I, 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 we watched it. We really enjoyed it. I feel like I love Sasha and Charlotte. I sat front row at NXT Jose San Jose and watched them wrestle, and I was like blown away. I remember I tried to. I said, Sasha, I screamed at her, and then she's like, don't touch me. <laughs> and I didn't even put my hands even near her. And I just always respected her, that character work because, like, nobody saw it. It wasn't on the camera at all. It was her just doing kayfabe shit to me. So the, the take of this match is something I didn't actually think about during the match, but I'm not sure why. Maybe I was so wrapped up in the moment. Um, but, like, they people think Sasha's wrestling is too dangerous. That she's gonna that she's gonna hurt herself too bad, and I agree. She's doing stuff that is. When I rewatched, it's I'm I'm she's gonna die in the wrestling ring at this pace. She took that razor's edge into a hurricane rana off the top rope from uh, from Charlotte, and like she looked like she's gonna land on her head. Then she had on Raw the other night. She had the thing where she took, did a baseball dive, uh, you know, through the ropes, and she overshot it. I don't know. She only wrestles at one speed is the rumor. It's, like, similar to Daniel Bryan. But, like, I don't know. I think people are getting uncomfortable. She's falling on her head a lot. And now they she dropped the title, and the rumor is that she's... They dropped the title because now she's going to be off TV. She's booked on a September 30th live event or something. She's going to be gone for at least a month to fix up some injuries. I don't know. I think people's take is that, like, the, oh, is this the only way to get female wrestling over by them killing themselves? And people are like, no, I didn't see it like that. But I do understand those points. I think those that is valid is that we can't. It's unfair if it's just like, oh, well, the only way the women get pop is if they are almost dying in the ring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like well, she probably had hurt her neck. Yeah. Uh, undoubtedly. But that other girl, Charlotte. Yeah. Is an animal. Yeah. She's a tr- that is a true wrestler. Yeah. She's amazing. I mean, she's good as the men. She really, she really, really, really is. She could, she could probably wrestle men. She can. I mean, China she's, did do it. I think they're trying to build up the women's division, but that's why she's like, you know, she's the champion. They put the belt back on her. How Anytime big is she? Belt, how tall is she? She's over, she's like at least six feet. I mean, she's. I mean, she's probably exactly six foot. Yeah, she's, I mean, I, I mean, she blows me away. She's also incredibly good on the microphone. On Raw, they introduced Bailey. She's now on Raw, which is great. I love Bailey. My quick t- tip for Bailey is, is just they have to keep her face, which obviously they'll do. That's like not even worth discussion. That's her whole gimmick is that she like gives people hugs, but she can give like evil hugs, like heel hugs. I don't know. She put like spikes on her hands or something. Um, she gives handshakes with like a buzzer, like the Joker. I don't know. But is that like I like the her sincerity. She's going to be the wrestler who's not a big character. She comes out in classic like macho man gear, and she's just going to be like, I'm, I just want to win. And she did exactly that. She came out and said, Charlotte, I'm not here to upstage you. I'm here to wrestle you. And just have her be a super powerful wrestler in the ring. And she'll work. People will respond to her authenticity. Same way Austin is like kind of that asshole that he played, and Brock's like the asshole he plays. If Bailey is the, she is that nice person, as long as we don't, she doesn't get busted on the weekend for like crack or something. Or like whatever, then I think I think it'll get over, even though people knock her mic work. Anyway, Charlotte just cut a great heel promo. It was awesome. She's like, "There's a reason you didn't come up." Charlotte is. I have nothing. I mean, I have nothing. I only have great things to say about her. She's fantastic. She has the flare blood running through her veins. There's no question. Well, the girls can be nicer to each other to each other than the than the guys. Wait, what are you saying? I mean, they seem to be like they hug and, and it just. 
Yeah, it's a it's a it's a little different, and that should be different. That's fine. Yeah. But, All right. Uh, some of the other stuff at SummerSlam, we don't really got. I, I covered most of the stuff that really mattered. I think. I mean, the Ziggler Ambrose match was not good. Uh, it wasn't a great match. Um, I blame <laughs> I blame Ambrose. I mean, Ziggler's awesome. Ziggler's great. He had an awesome match on SmackDown with AJ Styles. He has pretty much always awesome matches. And Ambrose had a bad match at SummerSlam, had a bad match at Mania. He blamed Lesnar, which I, which was like, now you're looking back at it, he's blamed Lesnar for his match at Mania. He blamed, and, now, and he didn't blame Ziggler, but it's like, I don't know, who's the constant in the equation of these bad matches? It's the guy in jeggings. So uh, Gene Ambrose, um, or as Jason Jabril calls him, Gene Ambrose, Dean Ambrose, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't really have anything to say. I've never been a big fan of his. I mean, I understand why he's the champion. He was dope in the Shield. His in ring work doesn't work for me, and that kind of brings me into the next thing I want to talk about. Well, how'd you feel about Dean Ambrose, Richie? Well, you can only. Well, I felt bad for Ziegler because you can only uh, be as good as your, uh, you know, partner. Right. It's a delicate dance between two heterosexual men. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it, it takes thinking. two to tango. Well, I don't know why I said heterosexual. Who cares? <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so that brings us to the next thing is wrestling. It's like Daniel Bryan. Uh, you didn't see this, Richie. Daniel Bryan and Biz, there's uh, this talking smack on the SmackDown show. is so awesome. Man, SmackDown is really cool. They had a, the cold SmackDown had that running thing of Ziggler going after AJ Styles, even though I do wish it, Ziggler did win in that. I wish Ziggler they a main event of Ziggler, Ambrose, and AJ Styles. That's not, that that triple threat sounds awesome. I mean, you if you're working towards the Ambrose, AJ Styles match, you can get that later. But why not have the three of them? I don't know. I love that. But Ziggler kept coming back, and that's how Raw started. They started their beef. SmackDown started starting their beef. I thought that was cool. Um, but they have this thing called Talking Smack, which is basically like Talking Dead, you know, for SmackDown, and on there. Daniel Bryan is the GM, and he's like a big indie wrestler, you know, like everybody knows. And he had Miz on there, and Miz was defending the IC title. Just being like, why are you introducing all these new belts, which is how a lot of us feel, when you have the Intercontinental Championship, which is, an, is a lineal, you know, a title has incredible history, which was part of Miz's point. Why is this not pushed? And then Daniel Bryan's because, well, I don't know how to put this. You're, you know, I don't, you wrestle like a coward. And this felt like a shoot. This felt super... Real, and The Miz definitely took it real. He said, you wrestle in that soft WWE style. Like, you're trying to not get hurt, and it's like, I don't... And uh, The Miz went off, and they had like a, what felt like a real fight. Now, look, I could be getting worked. Who knows? Regardless of I'm getting worked, the conversation was real. That's how Daniel Bryan feels about Miz. Miz is like, I've been here over 10 years. I have zero injuries. Now, he's like... Daniel Bryan, look at you. You wrestled so hard, you had to retire at 34 years old. And then you and then you hung it up. And then it's like, well, he's like, well, they told me. If I could have wrestled, I'd do it. He's like, well, why don't you go back to the bingo halls that you used to wrestle in? You could have wrestled there. They take you back there. And it was it was a really awesome heated dispute. Now, between two people I respect a lot. How do I feel about this information? Ah, I'm conflicted. Because I agree... About The Miz. The Miz is a boring in-ring wrestler. Incredible on the mic. Deserving of Intercontinental Championship. The work he's doing with Maurice is dope. But on the uh, uh, in the ring, I, don't, I snooze during his matches. I've said it. I've been vocal about it. I don't like his wrestling. 
So Daniel Bryan is correct there. Uh, but at the, he's right there. He wrestles really hard. But at the same time, it's like, do we want to promote that wrestlers getting hurt and wrestling super hard? Like, do we want Finn to win the championship and the next day get hurt because there's this, like, new uh, level of where you have to wrestle? You have to wrestle that hard? I don't really know the answer to it. Does everything need to be PWG spot fest to, like, crazy shit where the audience is going holy shit all the time i mean there's a big story element of wrestling that's big where it's like you know a lot of wrestling isn't the in-ring stuff and miz wears a crown on that he's incredible he's amazing on the microphone amazing character and maybe he's not that so i don't know why daniel bryan judging him and then i also feel like daniel bryan came in and was like oh i'm the gm like it's gonna be all about the talent and he's kind of selling out the talent on there so i just feel like Maybe there's a space for all these kind of wrestlers. Now, I've heard Miz, when you dive, he doesn't catch you. That's a problem. Wrestlers have to catch each other. If you're a wrestler, you have to take those kind of bumps. But I don't know. Maybe the wrestling is getting is hitting a point where maybe it is going to get too dangerous. I, you know, I'm not an expert on that. I know I watched a documentary about uh, the half pipes of like the extreme games and stuff. Talking about how these pipes have gotten so big and the guy, the heights these guys are jumping is so dangerous that like you know what I mean like as this as the sport has developed where it's like well there has to be a limit here we don't want it's not fun when people kill themselves it's cool they do they do awesome stunts but also we all love it I I really don't know I know I'm going back and forth back and forth back and forth there's that whole documentary about all this tra- traumatic brain injury that guy got who was supposed to be as good as Sean White. Uh, 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 Kevin Pierce, I would think his name was. He was supposed to be his. And, you know, he hit his head because he was trying to do an extra flip or something, trying to jump a little higher. And then he's like a 20-year-old guy who, like, can't even speak properly. Daniel Bryan's retiring at 34. Finn's hurting himself. Orton's cracking his head open. I don't know how much is too far. We're going to hit that place soon. So if Miz can get over without wrestling and, and stay healthy, and he also gets over where he's the WWE sees he's the IC champion, maybe we shouldn't shit on that guy. Like, maybe it's okay that he's not the most dangerous in-ring wrestler. I don't know. How do you feel, Richie, about that? I mean, I'm speaking stuff that's not really stuff you analyze. You, well, you analyze A-Rod and the Yankees. But. Well, athletes, traditionally, athletes are getting bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger, and they're hitting each other harder and harder, and the injuries are getting worse and worse. I mean, if you look at football, I would say the future, they might not be football. Right. Because these guys are killing each other. And when their career is over, they have brain injuries and, or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That's a... And you can relate to that. It's all... Right. Everything's relatable. Uh, athletes are... They're eating better. They're training better. And they're bigger. We're getting bigger and bigger. Americans... Yeah. Uh, look at look at the size of the athletes today. It's insane. It's, and you should see some of... You have, I haven't even showed you some of what's going on in indie wrestling. A lot of these moves are like... WWE bans them, what they're doing. These wow. guys are doing stuff where like... They're going to die in front of my face. I go to this show in Reseda. Next time you're in town, that it, 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 it overlaps. You'll love it. Well... Since when was six two short? Six foot two. Yeah. Since when was when did that become short? You know, in wrestling, it's interesting. Heights mattering less and less. It's all about what, like, what these guys are capable of and how dangerous they're willing to go and how much they're pushing their abilities. But also, they're more athletic because they're smaller guys. They're not just big bodybuilders. 
But like, ugh, man, I'll show you some of the stuff I'm talking about. But I don't know. I, I don't know how I felt about that. And also, it, look, those two guys probably walked off camera, shook hands, and was like, wow, we just sold something. You know, like we just we just cut like a little bit of a pipe bomb moment here. But to me, Miz walked away as the victor of that exchange. If there needed to be one. Because Daniel Bryan telling a guy how he's supposed to wrestle, it doesn't come off. It's not a great way. If he's the leader and he's like, you know, it's it doesn't, you know, it doesn't set that example. When Miz is really pushing it as a character, he's doing it. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't like it. As a matter of fact, I don't know. Daniel Bryan, that's not even the first thing he did that I didn't like. He's done a couple things that I'm like, he's coming off a little bit uh, pretentious. And, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, a couple other things happened, but I think we covered the main thing. I think the last thing we should cover is, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura becoming the NXT champion. Shinsuke, look, Shinsuke is obviously super deserving. He's one of the biggest stars ever in Japan and people love him here. He gets over with the crowd. I feel the same way about Shinsuke. It's like, I get so blue balled by him. I, uh, I, he, his entrance is incredible. He's got the guy playing the violin live. I'm like, wow, amazing. He comes out. He's like, he's got, he looks pretty cool. He's moving in a cool way. He gets in the ring and then his wrestling. Then when he starts wrestling, it falls flat for me. I don't think all the knee stuff, the strong style. I don't know if that's strong style per se, but the knees don't look good to me on camera. They don't even sound good. They don't get the right pop of like a super kick where they snap like, He's slapping guys on the back. I'm seeing him slap them on the back. His finishing move, uh, you know, the knee to the head. It's just like a super kick, but it's a knee. I, I like how he gets all jacked up for it. It looks cool, but maybe maybe if that was the only knee he did. You know, I don't know. No, his in-ring work doesn't excite me. And then Samoa Joe is doing like a, basically a clinic on wrestling that I like. He does all these awesome moves. I like Samoa Joe a lot. I think he's cool. The, the, the fatter guy. That, Richie, you like him? He was a real wrestler. He he. That's a guy who could move up. Yeah, I mean, like muscle buster. I've seen it for twenty years. I still get excited every time he does that muscle buster. That's what I'm saying. And then when AJ Styles gets in the ring, I go, okay, like that's that's to me that's the kind of wrestling I dig. Now I know there's all different styles, so I try to appreciate it. But Shinsuke's in ring style does not. It really does not do it for me. And I keep watching back and. uh I don't know. Again, I really want to like him. I really do. Everyone tells me he's rated the number one best wrestler on reputable charts. Well, he certainly didn't show it. Yeah, and my dad's sitting there just being like, this guy's not exciting, you know? My dad's seen enough wrestling to know, like, if I say this is the number one best wrestler, you should be able to see that. I could understand why you want him to be great, because I wanted him to be great, because he's so cool. He is cool. He's cool. He is cool. When he goes to when he runs to the ropes and then he's just like splays his arm and lays on the ring and I, I lay I, I love it so I don't know um uh yeah so I mean whatever the for me you know I I wish I like I just wish I like Shinsuke more I feel like it would give me you know what it give me more credit it would make no, me I look wish cool I be I know the number one guy I like him but I'm not gonna be dishonest on this podcast he's got to show you more him, I know a lot of people you out there agree with me because you agree with me in private but on the IWC you do not have the bees to come out against him well look the testicular fortitude is right here. He's got to show more. He's got to show more. Yeah. In the ring. 
and he's already kind of older. So anyway, whatever. Uh, last thing last, I said. Last thing. One, one last thing. Conor McGregor fight. Oh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Cover a little UFC. One of the best things you ever could watch. Yeah, that match was incredible. I, I Two just, guys with guts like I have never seen. Oh my god. Slugfest. Oh my god. So I think Conor McGregor. I mean, if that guy, if they were fighting at the same weight class, he was fighting guys size. He would have knocked that. Guy, he would have knocked him out like way sooner. He's such a precision fighter. He's he's exciting. Conor McGregor is exciting. Even though he talked all that crap about WB guys. I was like, yeah, fucking, they'll all beat him up. And then I watched him box, and I was like, oh, this guy's the man. Well, he has <laughs> he to have whatever he wants. He has to have that mentality. Yeah. But, but uh, traditionally, when guys go up and weight out of their weight class, they don't. They're not the same. Yeah. So, put him in his own weight class. Nobody's going to beat him. Nobody. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, cool. I think that sums it up. Uh, you have anything to add, Richie, about wrestling? That's it. No, it was that's great. It. I enjoyed it. Did you anything to add? It's much better. Did you learn anything? I'm looking at the pictures of Randy Orton's head split open. Yeah. And I don't know if that's real or fake, but it's, it's real. It's giving me nightmares. Very, very real. No, you can't. Extremely you, real. You can't make up that gas. Orton's the man. Uh, Orton is the man for taking that. You, it's awesome that in wrestling you can lose and still win. It's what Mick Foley built his career on, and it, it, I lo- it's one of my favorite things. Oh, that was uh, yeah. Can he like cut that beard a little bit? Oh yeah, you didn't. You, you're, uh, you were it's not. It's a little much. You're not going to tune into Holy Foley, his, his yeah, show on the I network. I just think it's a little too much. Yeah. and it looks like he has a wig on too. He does not though. No, no. You can, you guys live near each other. You can bump into each other. I, in the grocery I store. probably have bumped into. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably in the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I bumped into him at News Twelve. Yeah, the Dunkin' Donuts. That's a great place to end the podcast. All right, Richie, you got anything to plug? You want to plug your website? Uh, RichardBlackStudio.com. That's right. Richard Black Studio, uh, photographer. Yeah, Manhattan, photographer New York City. In Manhattan, Long Island area. Call my dad. He's the best photographer in the big. He's got an eye I for think. wrestling. He's got an eye for I think so. your event. Now, uh, rate and subscribe, everyone, to this podcast. Give us five-star review. If you disagree with me, rate it in that review, but give five stars. If you agree with me, Give five stars and agree with me. We need those five stars, baby. Give them to me. I am a five-star wrestler, dude. And you better come and give me my five stars before I stop a butthole in your candy ass. Uh, Also, our show, August 19th, was a big hit at the UCB Theater. We're going to be posting awesome clips from it here on the show. Uh, We're going to figure out exactly how we're going to do that as we go forward. That was the funniest show I've ever seen in my life. Oh, thank you. We did the UCB Summer Slamtacular. We got our next show. I'm going to start plugging the show already. Is on my birthday. Is uh, Friday at midnight, January 20th. Yes, January 20th at midnight at UCB. We're going to do the next one. Royal Rumble show. The UCB Royal Rumble-tacular. I don't know what the name is yet. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to do it, and hopefully we'll have a bunch of WWE wrestlers there. We're going to have a Royal Rumble live at the UCB on the UCB stage. Uh, that's going to be awesome. And you'll hear clips from our show here to get you jonesed up and excited for that. Uh, cool. We had an actual real wrestling match. How do you feel about that at our show? I was um, Those guys, I can't believe they wrestled like that Yeah, on, on, on a stage. They killed each other. Yeah, I know. Hot young Briley, Ryan uh, Hamath, it, it, he, he, he retained his title against... Draven. It just makes, you know, as a novice, it just makes me appreciate wrestlers more and how crazy yeah. they are. We had a dude jump on tax. It was like insane. Right. We had a guy do a tax spot on the show. This show is insane. Your audience was so into yeah, it. It was so great. Yeah. All right. Well, you'll come. We'll talk about well, the show. It'll be dope. 
Uh, come check it out. Uh, yeah, and then uh, you can follow us on Twitter at COW Podcast. And also, uh, you can join our Facebook group, Comedians of Wrestling. We're, uh, we're, we're having heated conversations on there literally 24 hours a day. So you can do it's a public group. You can join in and uh, talk to us. Um, all right. I feel like that's enough, right? Absolutely. All right. Keep watching wrestling. Kisses. This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.